And cue music. Well, we're rolling. This is episode 28 of A-Sides with Andy and Brent here to talk about Lady Gaga. So yeah, man, Lady Gaga. That is the agenda today. And uh, I'm actually kind of pumped up for this more than I thought I would be when we kind of were like, hey, <laughs> Lady Gaga, okay. I mean, I've always kind of dug some of her stuff anyhow. Um, but... I'm not going to lie. I feel like this is probably going to be a short episode in comparison. I don't know how we would make this last as long as some of the other ones, but we'll see. Sometimes I think that and then... Yeah, because she's got like half the albums that Sabbath does, I guess. Right. I think because really like, yeah, you're pulling that up and it looks like half of them are like remixes of stuff. Yeah, she's got all these singles and shit. Yeah, so there's really, I think, only uh, five albums... Right. And then the Tony Bennett one, and then A Star is Born. Yeah. Which I'm not really... I wasn't really counting either one of those. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I have notes on A Star is Born, but... It was a great movie. Yeah. And, I mean, the songs are okay. I, I'm not as head over heels for those songs like some people. I mean, some people just thought that... I see. Like I that guess was I just was just amazing. I thought yeah. it's good. I mean, I really liked the movie, you know, but I didn't necessarily fall in love with that. What was the shallow yeah. song? I see. Yeah, that was it's the one good. That, but I thought that that song that got all the attention and was the radio single and was like all over everywhere and it won like a, a Grammy or. But I thought the one at the end, that one ballad at the end where she. It was basically that Jackson's like lyrics, and she made a song out of it as a tribute to him oh, after yeah. he killed himself. I thought that was the like huge love song of the movie. Right. I don't know if that was ever a single. I'll I think never I'm, love again. Yeah. That probably was, to me, the best on the soundtrack. The I think maybe I like like my thing was maybe with that A Star Is Born was I wasn't expecting much. Yeah. Because some of those movies, you know, where a guy's a singer, he's. He's lip syncing like the Remy Malik guy. He didn't sing. I mean, right. he did a good acting job, but he wasn't singing. Yeah. And then this was actually, I was impressed because it was Bradley Cooper directed it, helped like uh, create the story, I guess. He he acted and he helped with the songs and he sang. Yeah, I mean, I heard so he, he took a couple years of just learning guitar and singing yeah. and stuff just to prepare for it. So, so yeah, that impressed me. And then yeah. I guess... Which I've been doing it for like a long time, and look at you, Mister. Uh, I crammed for a couple of years and did this awesome job, and everybody <laughs> fucking loves me, and I'm one of the most handsome sons of bitches alive. Fuck you, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I'm gonna touch on a sore spot with me. Yeah, like really, yeah, he's not a songwriter, and then boom, he's got like the hit song of the year. I know. You know, like in his first album. <laughs> the rest of us that practically can't pay people to fucking. Listen to our songs. We're sitting here going, what the fuck? <laughs> there was one thing, though. I hadn't watched it since I saw it in the theater. And I went back and re-watched it on Memorial Day just a couple days ago. And I think when you're watching a movie for the first time, you're kind of just focused on the story and not maybe some little right. side shit. 
And I noticed a few things. Halsey is in the movie, and even Brandy Carlisle's in the movie. And they're playing themselves, I guess, because it was when... Uh, what's her name? I forget her name now, but the Lady Gaga character, she's going up to win the Grammy Award for Best New Artist, and Halsey is the one presenting her. Oh. I didn't know who she would have been at that time. You know, I probably right. only known her voice, <clears throat> but she looks totally different. And then Brandy Carlisle's in there when uh, that Jackson's going to do that song at the Grammy Awards, and he's all like, drunk and right. shit and on pills and stuff. He's doing that Roy Orbison tribute, and like, um, they've got a guy singing, but real quick you can see a girl singing. They're doing like a duet of that song, and it's Brandy Carlisle. Oh, I don't remember. I've only seen it once. I need to watch it again. Yeah, so see, that's the same thing. Like I wouldn't have known those people at the time yeah. like two years ago. Now I'm more familiar with them. I don't know them. why I don't remember her being in it. but It's no. just a split second because I think they're more focused oh. on him. Something else, too, where I was looking up uh, more of the soundtrack, and... I knew Jason Isbell wrote a song that maybe it's time. Oh, well, what I found out was actually Dave Cobb. It was like uh, they actually went to him. Bradley Cooper went to Dave Cobb because he he wanted that kind of sound for the music. And then Dave Cobb was like, well, hey, here's a Jason Isbell song for you. And he gave it to him. And then, <laughs> so that kind of set the... Who just want one of these songs? Yeah, kind of. like I guess that kind of set the tone for the movie right there. It's like, shit, Dave Cobb's everywhere. So I kind of thought it was that one thing where he's, like, producing everybody. He's the man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in that genre, he's he's. I think we need to talk to him somehow. Fuck yeah, we do. So as far as the Lady Gaga records... Yeah, yeah, we can... You just want to start at the first? Yeah, I'm just going. Because we didn't really rank them. Yeah. I thought we were going to. Oh, really? But then you said you weren't. And then I was like, well, I didn't yeah. think there was enough to really rank them. <coughs> and I kind of. It's kind of hard because I feel like her first three are kind of wash. I mean, especially. Uh, oh, really? Fame Monster and uh, Born This Way. I feel like they're just like the same record. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of equal. That's kind of what I felt like. But I felt like um, that Fame one or the first. I think it was Fame and then Fame Monster. Right. Fame Monster is just remixes and new songs or something. No, the. F- there was the fame and then fame yeah. monsters the second album oh really yeah with bad romance right oh isn't that what it's called yeah 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 i thought uh <clears throat> i'm making sure i didn't totally fuck this up but maybe i was wrong because i thought it was the fame uh was the album but then she put out fame uh uh monster and that's kind of like a compilation because it was those new songs but then it was all the other songs from that album too yeah, they were back to back, but I have Fame Monster. I don't have Fame on the Fame on uh, CD, but but I don't think mine. Mine's just like the one disc version, so it doesn't have that yeah. first record combined with it. Yeah, so I didn't have much on the Fame, the Monster itself, but I have more on the Fame. I guess. Well, take it away, okay. Andrew. I don't have much. I don't oh. personally. I, I'm not like a huge fan of this album, so. Well, uh, see, I had never really listened to any of her albums before, just that A Star is Born was the... And that's not even a full album. Yeah. She's on, like, half of it. And the first listen through, I thought, well, it's just these singles I've heard before and a bunch of filler stuff that I didn't care about. Right. But then after listening to more of the albums, I kind of went back, and now I like that fame a lot. I, this was the first time I had ever listened to this first one all the way through, I think. I mean, I believe. I don't remember... 
I knew the songs on the radio. Yeah, the poker face. All the other ones I'd heard, but paparazzi. This one, I think that kind of like you're saying, like the first few singles she put out were so fucking overplayed. I was so tired of hearing Just Dance. I could give a shit to listen to that song again, even when I listened to it this time. Yeah. I was like a minute in and I just skipped ahead like, "Ah, I can't. I don't want to hear it anymore. I actually, though, like Poker Face, I still kind of enjoy. Like, there's just something about that little hook yeah. that's like, ah, fuck, it is fun, you know? Paparazzi's, you know, that one was cool, I guess. I kind of thought it was kind of cool because, like, one little note I put, like, that one, it sounds like Depeche Mode or something. It's got more of that yeah, kind of I vibe see that. than just, like, the dancey, dancey, like, upbeat. This yeah. is more like that kind of. Kind of darker in a yeah. way. Yeah, I like it. I It's kind of one of those that I can listen to it now, but at the time when it first came yeah. out, I was really tired of listening to it. And uh, then um, some of the other ones that weren't singles that I liked was there's that something like, eh, eh, nothing I can say or something. <coughs> like That yeah. sounded to me like the 80s, like Debbie Gibson or Tiffany or something. Nice. I was like... I like uh, both of those. I, like I was kind of nodding my head to that one. Tiffany has been doing a bunch of... Like acoustic live streams and shit. <laughs> I don't really sit and watch them, but I, I actually watched one, part of one, and it was. I don't sit and watch the I just songs. Shut it I just off. watch her. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. need it. <laughs> She's uh, she aged pretty well. I mean, her and Debbie Gibson both look pretty damn good still. I think, but um, yeah, I don't have much to say about this first. Oh, because um, I have some other silly shit that I thought there's something like beautiful, dirty. I was gonna witch. say that was that that is one I kind of dug. I was like, I kind of wish it. that that started out with that one warrant. Was dirty, rotten, filthy, <laughs> stinking, rich. I wish it kind of had that kind of thing or something. It kind of does. They're like dirty, dirty, rich. But yeah. like when I was maybe I've been watching because over uh, the self isolation. Uh, you're gonna laugh at this, but I've been watching Beverly Hills 90210, that '90s show, you know, with like. Uh, Jason Priestley and stuff. Oh, I remember it. So then when I heard Beautiful, Dirty, Rich, and another one right after it, it was like that, uh, um, it's like the other dancing one that's right after it, um, The Fame or something. Oh, yeah. Those both sound like they'd be montages for people shopping or uh, driving around in Beverly Hills, and it would just be, you know those montages they have in movies where people are trying on clothes, and they're like, la-da-da, in front of the mirror. It's like those would be songs that they would Throw in for that montage. <laughs> like a scene in like Clueless or something. Like yeah. Like Alicia Silverstone and her. A pretty Woman, Richard yeah. buying her, you know, fancies stuff. <sighs> fancies. I think you should just say fancies. Fancies. That sounded, that should be a thing. We should start, we should start using that term. Let's go, let's go shopping for some fancies. <laughs> <laughs> or what's that? Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? There's that thing where they're like, treat yourself. <laughs> I've watched it maybe, I don't know, a handful of times, but I'm not super familiar with it. Oh, really? Because it was that, that Aziz Ansari character. Yeah. And I forget that black lady. They do something once a year. It was like, treat yourself or something. And they took that nerdy guy out with them, uh, uh, Ben or whatever. And he bought that Batman I suit. I who he is. He's like the um, Leslie Nopes like, uh, boyfriend, the guy that was her oh. campaign manager and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I can't picture him. 
like I said, I haven't watched yeah. it in forever. <clears throat> and I've only seen well, a handful will get that of times. Reference, uh, somebody <laughs> treat yourself. Someone will know what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, maybe I'll just watch that this afternoon. Even there's there's some other stuff too. I like Paper Gangster. I like this Brown Eye song, and I thought with some of those, Brown she, Eye, <laughs> she did like different. She wasn't singing in the same style, or she kind of right. had a different like, yeah. Paper Gangster is a cool song. I think maybe I dig that more than I yeah. thought. I think some other ones just kind of take over for me. So yeah, I think like after listening to it more, I like those other songs more than the singles. Yeah. Even though the singles are like great hooks, that's why they're like these huge songs, I guess. But I don't know. It seemed like there was more meat to the album than I originally thought. Right. Yeah. That's she's... all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, I think it's a stronger front to back album than the Fame Monster. Yeah. Although Bad Romance is a catchy ass song, but. I that know, is, man. yeah, that's probably like, I don't know, if I'd have to say her best single, that might be the one. Yeah. Because it is, it's just like catchy. Dude, my wife was obsessed with it yeah. when it came out too. She just fucking loved that song. Yeah. I think it's just because the nonsense. Yeah, rah, 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 <laughs> Right. <laughs> you won't forget it. It's like, <laughs> the first time I heard it, I thought, man, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and then <laughs> next thing I know, I love it. I'm like, ah, shit. This is good. It's in my head. But I'm not a big fan. Speechless is a cool song. And then that telephone song yeah. was kind of catchy, too, with Beyonce. It was catchy, but it just kind of got real repetitive, I thought. It gets old, yeah. yeah. That was one where it was like a minute. I'm like, oh, is it going to do anything else? And it kind of does Yeah. It. Yeah, I don't need most of this, this record. I just don't need it. I felt that way. Like, I bought it yeah. because... Courtney was so obsessed with that song, yeah. and I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy it. <laughs> she, you know, see what this Lady Gaga is all about. So that was like the first whole album of hers that I heard, and I was kind of like, this ain't really that good, you know? Yeah. So, and she's got moments, anyhow, across her catalog where she kind of rips off other people, I mean. Yeah, that's kind of what I noticed later. Even I mean, Speechless kinda, is kind yeah. of like all the young dudes, you know? yeah. Which, you know, no offense, Butch Walker, but you ripped that one off already, so. <laughs> so, I only let Butch rip off, you know, that many songs and get away with it, although. <laughs> hey, well, I Damon Johnson was just saying he lifted some stuff from Bowie. Yeah, and everybody does. Bowie lifted from that um, Wichita lineman. Everybody's getting that? something from somewhere. That is true. Christ knows I'm not reinventing the wheel any. <laughs> so... After the fame monster, there was Born This Way. See, I kind of feel like this was just like a fame monster part two. That's what I thought. But I do think there's some better songs. I kind of like that government hooker song. <laughs> I kind of thought the first song and the last song were the best. Right. The, what is that? The Born This Way and Edge of Glory and everything in the middle was kind of the right. same. It was almost like she had all the hooks on the first album, and there weren't as many maybe hooks on this one. Yeah, it's got its moments, but it's not her best. thing about Born This Way as a record, it's just too fucking long. There's not enough Yeah, because then I thought there's something there. like the Americano sounded like Alejandro from the other album. Yeah. 
Well, in Born This Way, it's no secret that that's, that song is uh, Express Yourself. That's what I wrote down. I was like, is this... Is that Madonna express herself? I mean, I legitimately think she might have got sued or something. Oh, like, really? it came out. Because that but, sounds like... This well, it's the same fucking... Movie. Yeah, it's like the same song. I think Edge of Glory is, hands down, the yeah. best song on the album. And then I found out that's Clarence Clemens uh, doing the sax. Yeah. Song, so. You can tell. Because that's a fucking badass sax solo. Maybe, maybe why I'm putting this lower is because, too, I wrote this down. She has a song, Heavy Metal Lover. And I was like, there's that darkness song, Heavy Metal Lover. And I'm like, well, this doesn't even sound like heavy metal at all. It's right. like, I don't know, it's so misleading. I thought it was going to be like a heavy song. Or... She even had a song, Dance in the Dark, on that oh, theme. Right. So I'm like, yeah. is this going to be like Bruce Springsteen or something? Thank God it wasn't. I don't want her fucking that up. Yeah, I don't, I mean, those first three albums, I just don't have much mm. to say about them because... I, I kind of feel what well, this is what's weird about it going back and listening to all this stuff. I just recently, I'd say like maybe two or three months ago, listened to Art Pop and Joanne for the first time, oh, okay. those two albums. And I was really, really surprised. This was one I kind of dismissed because I didn't like the radio song. What I thought was it was kind of stupid. Up that applause. Oh, that was a radio song? That's well, the only one I. Ones are real sexed up, so maybe it would be hard to. Yeah. Put something on the radio. But man, I actually really like this album. I think as far as her doing like straight up like the poppy stuff like she normally does, I think it's her best one as far as just a solid record front to back. Hmm. I like it better than all the previous ones. And it's weird because I wouldn't have thought that. Like when I first heard that applause song, I just uh, I thought, God, that song's kind of stupid. Like I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, because that's what I kind of thought too. I was like, ugh. Oh, and, this one. and I kind of don't mind it so much now, I guess, just because, I mean, I heard it like on the radio one time or a couple times back when it came out, and I just thought, ah, God, she's, whatever, I'm over her shit, like she's, that's just a dumb song, and so <laughs> I didn't like it, and I figured there was something about the... You thought she peaked already or something? Yeah, and there was something about this album cover, and just the title, it just seemed like... I don't know. It just seemed kind of pretentious. Like, you don't really get to decide that yeah. your stuff is artsy. Like, to sit yeah. there and be like, oh, well, this is a... Like, if I was to put something out and be like, oh, well, this is an art rock record. Like, you sound like an idiot saying that. <laughs> because then people might listen to it and go, well, it's not really this that artsy. This is the Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not really that, you know, artsy. And this record's kind of not, you know, like... Yeah, because I so did. I don't understand where she got that name necessarily, but other than that's the name of the song, it. yeah, at fir- I kind of dismissed it at first too, like you were saying with the applause, and I was like, uh, she like trying too hard or something. But then there were some songs that really grew on me, and I don't know how you feel about this, but the two that stand out to me are GUI and Sex Dreams. I liked both of those, and Manicure, I think, is really good. And even on the way over here, I, I had those kind of on, like, repeat again, too, yeah. when I was driving over I've here. listened to this album twice, yeah, in the last. Like, I listened to it yesterday, just had my earbuds in, sitting outside grilling, just trying to ignore <laughs> everything because I was in a bad mood. And <clears throat> I actually, I enjoyed it front to back, other than I don't really care for that Jewels and Drugs song. Yeah, it was like the rap one, right in the middle of the ones we just talked about. Yeah. It's like, 
I don't really need that song. That's the one that I would cut. But I, dude, I mean, I even like like that Swine song. That Donatella song is cool. You know, there's not that Mary Jane Holland song's cool. There wasn't really anything oh, I didn't right. like. Gypsy was cool. really yeah. cool song. <clears throat> so I mean, I legitimately now will probably buy this if I'm in like a record store yeah. and I see it sitting there. I'll probably buy this album. You know, this and the next album, Joanne, which we'll talk about that whenever we get to it, I guess. But I think but, it actually is. She actually. At first, how her first couple albums were that uh, pop or their like dance shit, you know, like radio, like, you know, right in the club and stuff. And then when I first heard this, I'm like, well, is she just doing the EDM thing? Because, like, I guess Skrillex or whatever was popular at that time. Right. But then after, yeah, going back and listening to it again, I kind of appreciated stuff more. And to me, there's some stuff where it sounded like Daft Punk and Prince and stuff. Because I think you were talking about something back in the fall. And this is something I thought about on the way over here. Like, I didn't write it down. But uh, there's that G-U-Y thing, G-U-Y the guy uh, song. And she does some spoken word. And she's like, uh, prepare to learn new sexual positions. And it sounded oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Um, this is the Versace experience. Where it was like that kind of weird, like, right. intro on every song. And then it's just this dancey thing that kind of kicks in. Yeah. And I'm like, that's totally like Prince. But it was actually kind of cool. Well, I mean, I'm sure he yeah. inspired her. I mean, yeah. And then that sex dreams thing. Why I like that one was there's like some I don't know if it's a synthesizer bass or like whatever it is, but there's a wah 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 some kind of like right. thing throughout that song, and it sounded like Daft Punk or something. But I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm saying it's kind I of I couldn't even tell you what Daft Punk sounds like. <clears throat> I was just thinking of that stronger uh, song, and then Kanye did that, and he's got that. And there's also, um, there was that Tron movie from around that time that came out. Oh, the Tron Legacy thing? The yeah, I sequel. think Daft Punk did the soundtrack for that. And I remember, hmm. like, I never listened to the soundtrack, but I just remember something, that sound from that movie hmm. being in there. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was even some fight in the movie, and Daft Punk are, like, being DJs to this fight. And they're, oh, yeah. Yeah, a scratching or something. I don't know. Whatever all that is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the electronic music thing, man. I'm not too hip. Yeah, to that's kind of out of my element. I feel yeah, because like, I'm kind of like you. I just like uh, somebody plugging in and just playing and rocking. That's more right of uh, my thing. I don't like a lot of the overproduced, unless it's like the Beatles, and that's overproduced because it's I don't know. It just sounds good or something. It's like layered <clears> and, and cool. Well, some production just sounds great. Yeah, and then some of it sounds like too slick. Yeah. I think once you hear something that sounds really well produced, you're like, oh, fuck, dude, that's amazing. But yeah. then when everything else starts coming out sounding just like it, you're, like, tired of it. Like, yeah. God, man. Like, I don't know. It's like when you got a sweet tooth and you eat too much candy. Then you just get uh, yeah. uh, kind of sick of it. So. Yeah, if you just eat, like, I don't know, whatever your favorite candy is. Like, if you eat liquor, I love licorice. is my weakness. Yeah. If I eat it every once in a while, it's a... Pleasant little yeah, treat. It hits the spot. But yeah, if you're eating it every day, it's like, ah, uh, okay, okay. I don't God, need I'm a this. fat piece of shit now. You know, this liquor is. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, I've done a lot of things lately that have made me look at myself as a fat piece of shit, but. I didn't mean that about you. <laughs> it's been. No, I know, but that's how I've kind of 
felt. I feel like I've grilled out and drank beer like every day because I've been off work and it, the weather's been nice. So uh, it's, yeah. it's like I wake up and I look outside and I look at the weather on my phone and I'm like, well, I don't want to waste this do- this opportunity. Like, I know what I'm doing today. Yeah. Next week I got to go to fucking work every day. So <sighs> gross. I don't even want to talk about that. So, but yeah, man, art pop, you know, if, I mean, it's up there. Yeah. It's probably my second favorite album of hers. I'd say. It's got to be maybe second or third for me. Yeah, probably third. We'll get to the... We'll get to that. More on that Well, we can move on. We can move on to the next... Her next album was... I think her next album was a Tony Bennett thing, but I didn't listen to that (coughs) because it was kind of another thing like Stars Born where it's not all her and it's not... I've heard some of it back when it came out. I remember hearing some of it so i i didn't go back and listen to it either i didn't count it yeah so so what do you think of joanne though so joanne that is probably my that would be not my number one i think same here that's a hard one to uh not like there's just i mean pretty much every song's good in its own way you know and million reasons being the hit off of that but it was kind of a sleeper hit. Like I don't remember it being that big. Of course, I don't listen I don't, to pop radio yeah. either. So I don't actively listen to it. But uh, the stations I work for have like a pop station in their uh, building, so I'm kind yeah. of exposed to it just by being there. But I mean, I, don't I was remember it. Impressed because you know, I remember hearing that song and just thinking, "Oh, that's a cool song." But I didn't expect the rest of the record to live up to it and be. Yeah the same kind of thing like it's a pretty stripped down record for her you know it's more kind of yeah just the i don't know meat and potatoes type pop rock thing you know so i I think that's what i felt like at when i first listened to it i was like well this is more my style right and then after um going back excuse me and listening to the other ones i kind of went out of order but then i would go and cycle back to those. How I said, listen to the fame. Then I kind of came back to it. I came back to art pop. So I was going all over the place. But coming back to Joanne too, I feel like she almost had to do that because her like trajectory as a pop star, she went, and maybe she just like evolved too fast or something. How she's doing like pop songs, dance songs, and the EDM thing. It's like, where do you go next? I think she had to strip it back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, like, what can you do after that? <coughs> she do a death metal record? Yeah. <laughs> well, she kind of did hang out with Metallica uh, around that time too. Man, that was gross. I liked it. I, hated I liked that it, but it was just that sound. It was like, wouldn't the sound like the microphone? Was oh yeah, his microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Which there was no excuse for that shit. It's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, you're the fucking Grammys. It wasn't like some small time show. Yeah, because it's not like they right. don't sound check. Don't they like run through right. the whole show the day in advance? And the fact that it took him so long to get it fixed, like you just couldn't hear him. And what pissed me off, though, was the fucking, like, dancers on stage. Yeah. Like, headbanging and shit. Like, kind of some fake little mosh pit. I was like, dude, that is so just poser-ish. Yeah. Fucking stupid. I guess maybe some people thought it would look cool for TV, but it almost looked kind of forced. I'm yeah. I'm sure some let the artist do jack off CEO is probably oh you know what we need 
need to make this look more rock and roll. We need like some dancers, some rockers. They probably use the word rocker like a million times when putting this thing together. Like, well, we need more rockers. It needs to look more rocker. It needs to look more metal. Jesus. If you have to use that terminology when putting these things together, like you're an idiot. You don't you don't get it. Yeah. You're ignorant to the situation. Shut the fuck up and stay out of its way. Let the people that know what rock and roll and metal yeah. is just take care of it. Let the music speak for itself. Yeah. To me, I don't want to see Metallica with dancers. <laughs> you know? I don't I don't know, man. It just it pissed me off. I didn't mind so much. I didn't care that Lady Gaga was getting up yeah. there with them. It's like, well, if she's a legit fan and wants to sing a song with them, cool. But then the dancer thing, I just was like, no, fuck yeah. you. You ruined metal. This isn't even metal. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. This is stupid. So so I was mad. And if that was her fucking idea, I don't even think she's – surely that wasn't her idea. No, it – but it it's might be right. Somebody on the Grammy committee or yeah. whoever the producer of the whole overall show is probably like, yeah, yeah some fucking asshole. Let's do this. Some I don't out know. of touch. Yeah, some. Well, they're already out of touch anyway. Fucking so. yacht rock listening motherfucker. You know, yeah. he's like, well, I was listening to Air Supply this morning, and I got this really fucking great idea. We're gonna put some dancers <laughs> up on stage with you guys. But they're not going to be dancers. They're going to be metal dancers. And they're going to headbang. First of all, does anybody say head headbang anymore? Is that even a thing? Do people say, oh, I'm going to go headbang? Look at that <laughs> headbanger. Fuck that. No, I mean, now it's just banger. They, I think they probably... Is that what like, it is? Simplify it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe that's a pop uh, song terminology. Don't kids say, like, man, that's a banger or I something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I'm out of touch too. I'm so, not. So I'm don't not listen hip. to me. Yeah, I'm not very hip. So <laughs> the wrong guy. Back to Joanne though. You want to go back to that? Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck were we talking? Oh yeah, I went on my rant. <laughs> hey, well, I did have some kind of out of touch terminology. I wrote this album was fire. It was lit. So say I'm trying to sound cool. I think it would have been cooler if you would have drew a picture of a fireball flames. Yeah. And then, and or reference the Metallica song, because would they, they played that Moth into Flame yeah. song, right? You yeah. could have just said oh, yeah, Moth into, and then just had a picture of a flame. Yeah. Like a little flame emoji. That'd be badass. I want Metallica to Sorry, re-release that song. <laughs> I want them to re- re-release that song with Lady Gaga singing on it. But I want them to just... Type it out like that with the fire emoji, moth into, and then the little flame emoji. <laughs> It'd be badass. So I'm full of great ideas. If the Grammy committee yeah. would like to hire me, I could definitely come up with something better than that nonsense. But uh, back you to get band of fuck on there. Band of fuck, dude. Whatever happened to those guys? <laughs> 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 I don't know. We'll have to figure. We'll have to figure that out. We're gonna have to hunt down, track down band of fuck, and see what they're up to. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, yeah, some great songs on this. Joanne I thought this album. was super varied too. There's like, uh, like how you said the ballad, like million reasons. But then there's like Diamond Heart, which is like a rock song. Yeah, that's a great um, opening. Perfect Illusion. That was the one that was like, oh my god, this song's fucking, it's fucking lit. 
fucking fire. But then there's like Sinner's Prayer that kind of had like a little westerny vibe or a country vibe right. to it. John Wayne. John Wayne, which I thought was going to be more of a country song, but it wasn't. But it was right. still kind of cool. I liked that song. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All these I'm are pretty... in love with John Wayne. Who isn't? Who isn't in love with John Wayne? What? Uh, there's that um, another one, too, that I thought was cool. Dance in Circles. Mm. That had like a little percussion-y kind of beat to it. That was a good one. Kind of like, I think that sounded like a Gwen Stefani song, or she was doing some kind of Gwen Stefani type of uh, singing. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'd have to hear it. Yeah. I didn't make that connection myself, but Gwen Stefani's definitely not like on the, you know, yeah. tip, tip of my tongue, usually, so... Yeah, I don't. It's weird. I thought I'd have. Then even come to Mama. Out. There's that song on there. Is, and I kind of thought I didn't listen to the Tony Bennett one, but I kind of thought that might have been kind of she kind of was inspired to do right. that song based off that style of music. That's just what I assumed that the Tony Bennett one would have kind of sounded like. I like the Florence Welch song too. That Hey Girl, yeah. the duet thing. Yeah, it was like everything. There wasn't a bad like a skippable song. And I no, think some of the other albums did back. kind of have a few. Oh, they were yeah. kind of like, eh, you know how I said, oh, I think you said the same thing. One of them, you're like, eh, after a minute, I was done with this. Right. Yeah, that just dance. Yeah, there's plenty of them. Like, this one, like, I didn't skip a single song. No, I. that's the way I feel about it. Like, I feel kind of like I want to say more, but sometimes it's hard when it's just a solid record. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? To come up with it, it's like, what else is there to say? I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So and now that I have this album on my phone, I noticed too. I don't know if you're the same way. Like I got a um, iPhone with Apple Music, so every time I plug in that auxiliary cord or that lightning thing, it always pulls up Apple Music. Like right when I hit the, uh-huh. and it's alphabetical order, so it puts the first song in alphabetical order just pops up automatically. Now it's that AO, that song oh, in this yeah. album. So I was kind of sick of it, but I kind of came back around, and I'm like, eh, I kind of like that one, too. It's a pretty catchy one. Yeah, it's kind of like the, That's the one the dance one on the album. Yeah. First time I heard it, I was kind of like, ah, like it almost doesn't fit the yeah. record, but um, but then it grew on me. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't, I guess like I was saying before, if I walk into a record store and this is sitting there on vinyl, like I'm going to buy it probably, you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't myself. own it, but like a couple months ago, I thought that. To be honest with you, like for some reason, I think it was when the her, when that song, the new song "Stupid Love" came out. I just got on a kick where I was like, because I really liked that song. Although, well, I guess this would be a segue into the next record, yeah. but uh, that I thought was her best, like dance song as far as like what she's known for. I think that's her best song she's ever put out. And I thought that right when I first heard it, like, Jesus Christ, this is really fucking good, you know? But I'm really surprised that, like, two months later, I still listen to it and go, fuck, this is a really, really great song. Like, I really like it a lot, you know? Like, I think it... I mean, I like a lot of her other poppy stuff, too, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot going on in that song, too. There is. 
but it all it does work to yeah. together really well and that weird little dun, 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 whatever the fuck that, that is like i can't figure it out i don't know what it was or if they took like michael jackson as a kid and just took a little snippet but looped it or something yeah it's, it's weird it is i don't know yeah i look that up like what the fuck is that but i i was yeah man i was really digging that song and that's what made me go back and listen to her other stuff and kind of put uh joanne on the radar and art pop i mean both of those i just was like fuck i kind of slept on these like she finally did a couple records that i thought were really badass and i slept on them you know because at the time when they came out i it wouldn't have been on my radar yeah yeah same here but this new one chromatica uh i don't think it lived up to the uh stupid love nothing else to do i think it's either. pretty solid oh, but yeah. it's not i think you're right like it's not that song is the shit and i don't really care for that the rain on me the second single i didn't either God, no i, I could have done without it i think literally every other song in the record is better than that song it's like the worst song yeah i think and is it Ariana Grande or Grande? Or I would say Grande. I think it's pronounced With Grande. E? But, and you know, I didn't realize that that Sour Candy song was released too, like early, I guess. Hmm. I noticed it like the day before this came out. I was going through her stuff. So it would have been Thursday. And I noticed that Sour Candy song was on there. Maybe they released, released it, it when they thought it was going to come out back in March. Yeah. And then now when it came out in May, they put out the other song. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird, though, because those two, they're just kind of, I don't know. Sour Candy's okay, I guess. But it's still far from my favorite. I think that uh, I think that 911 song's really catchy. Um, Actually, I take it back. Uh I said basically nothing lives up to that um, uh, stupid love, but I really like the one at the end. Uh, oh, Babylon. Battle for your love, Babylon. Or, but then to me, that sounded like Madonna's like Vogue, the way yeah, she's kind of phrasing it. I noticed that too. She, she kind of goes back. The song, but kind of just. Yeah, you know. I know what you're saying. I kind of felt like this was definitely the return to the Madonna. Like yeah. it, it sounds like what you would expect. Yeah, to immediately Madonna. follow Born This Way. Like, it sounds like the same kind of yeah. production and the same kind of songs, but I think it's better, Bad though. Bad That's think... gossip. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really that sign from above with Elton John. I mean, it's okay, but I probably could have done without Elton John being on the track. Yeah, I thought he would have had more on there, because I was like, well, Ozzy was Elton John. Ozzy had Elton on there. Right. And then he's uh, done some other stuff. Like, wasn't didn't he do something with Alice in Chains? Mm-hmm. So I thought he would have had like more to do in this song, but it seemed like he. I might have not known it was Elton John if I didn't see the name on there. Yeah, I kind of just felt like he didn't fit. Like it didn't. Mm-hmm. Like his singing didn't fit the song. Yeah. It seemed unnecessary and forced. Like maybe she just was like, "Well, I really love Elton John. We need to get him on a song." Yeah. And just handed him the record and was like, "Well, you just pick a song to sing on, and we'll just have you on there." <laughs> So, yeah, man, I don't know. I thought it was, I'll listen to this one again. It might grow on me even more, but I enjoyed it. 
I think the first time I listened to it, I was mowing the grass. And I was kind of strutting my shit yeah, through yeah. the yard. <laughs> Probably not. But that's how I picture myself mowing when I'm, you know, listening to this. Well, now I'm picturing you Shaking like my mowing, butt. but you got the big Elton John glasses on. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> uh, wearing, like, super short, short shorts. <laughs> and, like, sticking my butt out, like, dancing, twerking while I'm pushing the lawnmower. That'd be fucking gross. Nobody Stupid, would want to see that. Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, it was a weird. It, you know, it's kind of weird in spots. Like that nine one one song is yeah. really catchy, but it's kind of weird. I think I like the first half, the Chromatica one, more than the other Chromatica two or Chromatica three. Like I didn't oh, know if all they those were weird in. little yeah. I don't know if those were just interludes or if they were supposed to be like. On a little mini concepts within the album, so I don't know. Like I just lumped Chromatica um, one and those first uh, songs. I was like, that's like the best part of the album. The rest was kind of okay. Cause I had that fun tonight and like Free Woman. Yeah, stuff. that was more like the dancey stuff. Yeah, Alice almost sounds like it could have been produced slightly different and been on. Joanne, you know, yeah, because it did say I did see something where she was saying that that Alice song where she was going down a hole and it was supposed to be like, I guess it kind of actually is in a way a concept album because it's like Chromatica is like supposed to be some world of colors, so that's why in that music video for Stupid Love, there's like a few different gangs and they're all multicolored, like there's a yellow gang, a blue gang. And like hmm. a pink gang and a black gang. Sounds silly. Yeah, like it kind of looks like like Mad Max or something out in the desert, but it's Mad Max with like neon colors. Huh. Yeah. I saw clips of it, but I don't yeah. think I actually watched the whole video. Like I think I just saw like uh, some clips before it actually came out, like on her Facebook page. Or something, yeah. you know, how they just do like little teaser videos yeah. and stuff. I saw that. Or Instagram where it's like a little 10 second. Yeah. Here comes a new album. I think that's all I saw of yeah. that, but. Yeah. Kind of sounds like a bummer. Like maybe I don't need to watch it because I really like you that don't. song and I don't want to not yeah. like that song. Yeah, because the video is kind of weird. She does like visually stuff that just doesn't appeal to me. I will say that. Like I don't get her music videos most of the time I'll really like the song and then the video makes me not want to like it <laughs> I get that she's trying to do something weird and different but I think we're just at a time where it's like god what do you do that's weird and different that really that you can pull off and it doesn't look like you're just trying to fucking be weird and yeah. different you know what I mean like I think that's why some people were just irritated with her right out the gate, doing yeah, weird shit. I think like, that was me because I was like, it almost them. overshadowed the music. But right. I guess that's the point maybe for her is she's trying to be like, well, there's obviously Alice Cooper, or like Marilyn Manson. Right. They have those big personalities. Just shows up in a suit. Even Madonna. meat or whatever. Uh, stuff. So she's yeah. trying to have some kind of image, but it almost seemed like, yeah, the image was like, I don't know. I guess I thought that's probably why she had to pull it back for Joanne. Right. Like, and well, just be yourself. I wish she would more often. Yeah. I mean, because she's obviously a great singer. So, 
I remember not really thinking much of her stuff other than the couple poppy songs. And she did like a, I want to say it was like a Thanksgiving special. One Thanksgiving where it, she just was like sitting there at like the piano playing. And she was killer. I was like, oh, she's fucking awesome. Like she could play piano and just sing. And she was wailing. And I was like, oh, she's got real talent. So why the fuck she do all this other bullshit? Like what's with all these bells and whistles and dressing weird? And like I just would rather sit and listen to her yeah. sit and play piano and sing, you know. But that was what I thought with the A Star Is Born because I guess I'm like, well, she's putting all these effects, you know, and like auto tune and shit, and right. I guess even the dance music overshadowed her actual uh, voice at times. Right. And here she is actually singing. I was like, oh, she's she's pretty legit good too. Yeah. Well, I mean, she sold millions of records and made millions of dollars. I guess. I mean, she had to do that to get to that level. Right. You got to kind of. Right. Do something. Even she Taylor had to Swift, impress like somebody. Doing country songs to make her name. Then she kind of can like, well, like now I got my following, so I guess I can kind of do what I want now. Oh, yeah. I've got this audience. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty admirable when you watch an artist just do whatever the fuck they want. And it's even better when they pull it off, but, you know, it's not necessarily always the case with all of them, so... Mm -hmm. I feel like... I feel like Lady Gaga's gotten better. Like, these... I feel like the last three records are really a lot stronger than her first three. So, you know, so good for her because it she's, could just go the other way. Yeah, she's definitely not like the flavor of the week because there are some pop uh, singers right. or something that just show up and they're like big for like one album. And then it's like, where is this person now? I don't even know where the fuck Ariana Grande came from. Like, where did she come from? She can sing, but like, so can a million other people. She's hot, but so are a million other people. Like, I don't know what the fuck she even has that's... I hate to say it, but I get her and Selena Gomez confused. Not like I'm not saying that they look the same. I'm just right. saying that some of those, so yeah, pop stars, they kind of they sound the it's same. Just all the same. So if shit. I'm just hearing a song like on the radio, I'm like, well, is this this or is this this? But I guess every genre has that. You know, hair bands were basically like uh, milking that cash cow for a while, so there's sound alikes right. and stuff. But now they seem almost even more fan. Uh, manufactured than back in the 80s or 90s. There was one other thing I had to say about this um, album, though. Um, uh, Chromatica, is I noticed something. The first album, she has that paparazzi song, and it's like, I guess, she's like saying she's going to chase this guy down like paparazzi until he loves her. And it's kind of the same way how we were saying. She's got this larger-than-life persona, so maybe she's playing it up to the paparazzi so she can make her name. Um, too, and kind of get her name out there. Right. Well, then there's a song on this new Chromatica where I forget the song. It was, uh, I think it was fun tonight. And she's like, I'm not having fun tonight because the guy she's with, he's in love with the paparazzi and she's just wanting to like, oh um, yeah. yeah. And now she's got this paparazzi. So she's tired of the paparazzi. So it sounds like he's like, milking her fame kind of thing was yeah. The whole, so it sounds like about. she kind of has kind of matured maybe, and she's like, I don't need this fucking paparazzi shit, you know? Right. Like, leave me alone. But when you're 22, you're like, hey, this is cool. But when you're like, yeah, she's like our age or my age, she's like 36. She's like, I'm tired of this shit. I don't want people in my business. Right. Well, yeah, I'd get old pretty quick. Yeah. Like I've never wanted that part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, sure, I wanted to be famous and have a hit song and a hit record and 
play stadiums all over the world. But I think that whole Halsey was singing about that on her album, and she's like in her early twenties, and she's like had some song about being up late, and she's like, man, my phone's blowing up, like a paparazzi and shit. Yeah. I mean, it would get old. I don't, yeah. man. It doesn't appeal to me at all, and I don't think it ever did. I never liked people being up in my shit, anyhow. Like, so I would hate it. I probably would have been a like if I made it and was a star, I'd be a miserable fuck. Everybody'd probably just think I was a dick. I don't think I'd. You'd be like Josh Holm kicking that photographer yeah, or something. I'd that probably was a dick thing. I yeah, think. yeah, he was an asshole, but. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think I'd handle it good now, but in my 20s, no way. I would have been like, fuck you. You know, I just would have been like one of those yeah. that was rude to everybody. And, man, he's a fucking dick. He won't even yeah. he won't even meet his fans or, you know, so. Yeah, because you can't have a life or you can't go anywhere. It's like you're just confined to your house or your studio. Well, I always liked the, uh, the Rush documentary. And Neil Peart talks about, like, you know, how he just wants his privacy. He's like, I'm not not meeting the fans just because he never went out and did like all the yeah press stuff that the other two guys did. And, you know, he's like, that's nothing against him. He's like, I just don't get why they want to meet me. They don't know me. <laughs> like, he's like, I can't imagine like wanting to go and chase down my, my heroes. Like I just, yeah. you know, he just thought it was weird. And I think I, I remember thinking like, yeah, that's how I feel. Like, I think it's, fucking weird like i i think it's weird when people pay to like go meet bands like you pay like three hundred dollars for some vip yeah. meet and greet just to stand in line and shake a hand get a picture and then it's like oh look man i met this guy it's like yeah but you didn't really meet him yeah that, it's not like really hanging out with the dude like that'd be fucking cool yeah. i guess I yeah when i was younger i thought the same thing or, or doing those radio meet and greets i'm like oh this is cool or going to some convention and you like pay money for an autograph, but then it does. It just seems I'm like that's not real. Man, I'm herded like cattle too. And you're in this line, and you go up, and you get a little squiggle, and you got like ten seconds with this person. Like yeah, like oh hey, done. thanks, man. It's like, but then how many times do you get those moments where you actually get to interact with somebody? So I guess I just I to me it's just not genuine. So I've never yeah. felt the value in it. Like I've literally never paid for one of those things and I'm not trying to knock yeah. people that do. It's just for me, I don't get it. I mean, and people I've had people ask me like, "Oh, wolf. Well, like if you couldn't fucking pay, you know, a couple hundred bucks to go meet Bruce Springsteen, you wouldn't." It's like, "No, nah, I wouldn't." Cuz oh, what the fuck would it be? Like yeah, it wouldn't what do you be say? like I even think like like, I guess, what am I going to say to this person when I meet him? And then I'm, like, like overthinking it. I'm, like, oh, thanks. I love your music. I'm, like, oh, everybody says that, you right. idiot. <laughs> you know, it's, I like, you almost kind of want to have something to say, but you can't really say anything that's going to be impactful or something in that right. 10 seconds or 5 seconds either. It's, like, weird. And then it's over. You, like, build it up more than it is waiting in line. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Not my thing. I don't want to do it. Um, you know how uh, that one time we were talking about before on the last episode, Brian like waited out and met Jason Isbell. Oh, uh, yeah. And you guys are going to do that because the tour bus was right on the uh, street, right out in front of the venue, basically. Yeah. It was a few months later. I'm like, I've never done this before, but Jimmy Eat World played there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like... Um, Man, I want to meet those guys. And it was freezing cold, but it was actually kind of cool because there was like 30 people waiting outside. 
And, you know, yeah, you're waiting outside their bus. So you're actually, you kind of are basically like that paparazzi deal in a way. Yeah. You're like hounding them. Or so not really hounding them, but I mean, everybody's kind of chilling, sitting on the sidewalk waiting. And I was kind of even thinking to myself, I'm like, well, if they come out and they go on their bus and they like, I think the blinds were open. I'm like, if they close the blinds, they're not coming back yeah, out. No, I mean. But then you could see them where one guy's like, hey, I'm going to put my bag in there and I'll be right back out and you can see them. It was like they came out one at a time. One guy went up and he put his bag in and he did. He came back out. And I was like, that's kind of genuine. They don't owe us anything. We're just right. hanging out. So I thought that was way more genuine than anything you pay for. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't really, I guess the flip side to it is, could you imagine being in a band and playing a place like that? Coming out to your bus and being like, oh, fuck, man, nobody wants to meet us. Like nobody hung out after. Like everybody just went home and the parking lot's empty yeah. already. I guess that'd be kind of a bummer too. Yeah. So there's kind of two different extremes there like what would be you know worse like that or yeah. having just people up your ass you know yeah it's it's always weird like i've never been one to just like want to go get up in in their shit and yeah. get a picture taken with them just because like i remember that night i opened for uh oh crabby no that one was cool because i am a fan of his and we i've hung out with him twice now and he was always really cool yeah. you know and uh and the, yeah that second oh, maybe now i know what you're gonna say or maybe not maybe i should just let you talk well i was gonna say um, kip i was gonna say the kip winger show. oh okay I when i opened for him i just felt bad because and i didn't think about it till afterwards but you know brian was there and got his picture taken with him because they wanted him and chris uh wanted to meet him yeah. And uh, so we went back and we were talking and Chris asked that r weird, quirky question about something Alice Cooper related. And it was just funny. I just was laughing like, I can't believe he's asking this question because it was just it was just weird and bizarre. It was just one of those things where it's like, why'd you ask that if you had one thing to ask somebody kind of thing? You know what I mean? And I can't hey, remember what... did you put what... on the Alice Cooper Cobb piece thing and like try that Because then you have some kind of little cup thing. It wasn't that. No. But he, he did ask some similar question <laughs> that was so random that it was like, you know, Kip was just like, oh, well. And he just answered it so matter-of-factly. It was just kind of funny. It was <laughs> I, For some reason, I remember that. But where I was going to say that I feel bad is because Brian got his picture taken with him and he's like... Well, hey, man, you want to get your picture taken real quick? I mean, you're the one that opened for him. And I was like, no, nah, that's cool. And then, like, Kip kind of had this weird look on his face, like, kind of like, what the fuck? Like, And I wasn't doing it to be rude. It's just that I really didn't want to bother him. I didn't yeah. need a picture with him. I'm not even really a big fan. He was, I thought, super nice, and I thought he was great. I was impressed with how good he was acoustic like that, you know. So it was nothing, you know, shitty. Yeah. It wasn't like I was being like, nah, fuck that guy. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. It was just like, I don't, I, I just, I'm not a fan. So like yeah. a picture in my memory book of me standing there with my arm around Kip Winger really wasn't, yeah. wasn't a big deal to me, you know? So, but me and Karabi, I was a huge fan of that record. Yeah. I was a huge Motley fan back when I was a teenager. And if somebody told me, like if I went back in time and told my 14 year old self that, Hey, you're going to open for that dude in like 20 years, you know, I would have been shit in my 
pants, <laughs> man. I would have been out of my fucking mind, you know. But and it was really no big deal. At the same time, it wasn't like a huge show. But I, you know, when it's somebody that you're really a fan of, and then like yeah. not only do you get to open for him. But then, like, you get to hang out and just have, like, a genuine conversation, just, like, two fucking people, and it's not weird. It doesn't yeah. feel like some put-on, you know? So, those things are cool, but I don't know. Paying half of my fucking paycheck to go stand in line for an hour yeah. and get shoveled through a line and get 10 seconds with a person, it's like, ah. It's almost just kind of demeaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's almost like they put themselves up here and they put you down here and you're just, like, this fucking... All right, there's your autograph. Yeah. Fuck off now. <laughs> it's like I don't need to be, I don't need to be doing that. It doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, because that's what I was saying with Denny. It's like I've even paid for some of the band ones. Right. Um, but it wasn't really more uh, for the um, autograph because I think some of them do like a sound check or they'll get extra you'll get extra songs in yeah advance. i've seen people do cool shit like so that. i thought that was kind of cool so that was kind of an extra i think damon hurt. johnson did that yeah at the spoke he does that yeah i was gonna say the night that i that first time i played with him yeah open for him i think he did like sound check and then they came in they did the vip thing after he sound checked but then he yeah. did like a five song yeah. mini concert thing for him or something yeah he's good about that stuff and then well that's the thing is make it something special yeah. you know what's that term added value that yeah like add. I mean don't just you know oh thanks for the money here's me <laughs> you get to stand next to me so uh, the one I thought you were going to mention though at first was like that James Vander Ark or oh or, yeah or Brian Vander Ark I think I was saying James Vander you were gonna say dude, Brian Vander Ark yeah. whatever that guy was last the verve pipe guy yeah and he was playing at the spoke and uh, like I felt bad for that guy there was like nobody there but then, oh, then tell John Masalia is like hey you want a picture with him and I was kind of like no but then like I think both of us got a picture with him and I'm like, right and I think we're just kind of like right we're just kind of staying in there well and he was a super nice guy yeah. and I actually thought his set was great yeah he did like a Kiss song I can't remember which one but he did he did Detroit Rock, Rock City I yeah. think he did like kind of a different version of it no his yeah he was actually good it no I felt really bad there. for him because I mean you know it's just that dude playing Pekin man I mean Pekin's I don't know it is what it is you know I saw. I've seen some really brilliant performances put nobody in that fucking room, man. Like Mike Tramp from White Lion. I opened for him in Canton two years later. Oh, that's right, yeah. And there was actually a better crowd there, which really surprised me because I thought, God damn, man, if he couldn't put pe people in Pekin. Yeah, he's going to drive to Canton. Yeah, because originally it was supposed to be in Peoria. Oh, that's right. Was that the big... That little, like the old yeah, Pizza the Hut or something out there big on... Beams or something. Yeah. And then something happened, and it got moved like the day before the show. They changed the venue, yeah. and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is a stupid fucking idea, you know? But it ended up being a better show than the Peking one. I mean, we had a good crowd, and I had a, you know, I met a lot of great people that night, actually. People that came out and hung out. Uh, oh, yeah, because that was... Uh, Brandon Gibbs, Gibbs played. Did you see his mom was there? Like, no, that was when I played another show with him down in uh, Tremont. But anyhow. Mama let him play. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know if we have much more to talk about. I feel like we're just Mama let mama sing. Mama let mama. (laughs) Baby let mama sing. (laughs) I don't know how much more we have to talk about. I don't... We made it this far. Bob Kulik. Hmm. He passed away. Yeah. Why the fuck? We waited till the end of the episode. I guess we kind of got away from that. Announcing the deaths at the beginning of the episode because it just seemed like well, everybody kind of was fucking thing. dying but no the bob Kulik thing right sucks now. man no that was a bummer man i i saw that and was like well that's kind of out of nowhere i mean he was 70 that's not young but it's also not like you know old yeah i mean it's like i think once you're like 80 it's like okay well he might have just been fucking old the <laughs> 70s kind of like yeah, because still, like, uh, Kiss, the other guys in Kiss, Gene and Paul, they're 70. Alice Cooper's 70. Right. And they're still out there. Yeah. At touring. And they're also fucking rich, though. They probably have, like, some... But then at the same time, Prince, what, him and the Glenn Fry were both, like, 69. They were the same age, I think. Yeah. And they died. So, yeah, it's it's just weird how... Everybody's fucking keeling over at 70. Yeah. It's tough, man. Shit, I'm middle-aged now, then. Well, you're talking about a dude that was, you know... Such a huge part of Kiss without ever being, yeah, you know, cutting all these guitar tracks and then being told, well, you can't tell anybody you did this. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. really. And then eventually, it's, you know, it's like, okay, well, you guys are making how much money and I'm making how much? Like, fuck you, man. I'll tell whoever the fuck I want. Like, yeah. he eventually probably just said, fuck it. Yeah, then his brother got the part that then he right. was actually originally kind of doing on the right. side. Yeah, it's such a crazy thing because I remember first hearing about how he had like went in and like recut guitar parts and shit for like the live records and stuff, and it's like what? Yeah. That first moment of being told that all these live records weren't really live. Kiss obviously not being the only one, but or what was it? The studio tracks on live too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those he did, I think, wasn't it like, oh, you got to play like Ace and just mimic him, man. Right. Except good. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's apparently they were going for something else. Otherwise, I mean, why wouldn't they just get Ace? But, you know, that just is what it is, man. That's the nature of the game, I guess. They wanted it to be after you're in the game for a while, man, and you've reached this fucking status all the way up here. Yeah. Well, then it's like, where do we go from here? Like... And if the dude's showing up and he's, you know, drinking and sloppy a little bit and not living up to the studio yeah. standard, then you just start being like, all right, well, somebody else fucking do it. I mean, yeah, that's you what know, you're still getting paid, so fuck you. musicians and shit. Right. Like well, I mean, that's something that's been going on for years, really. There's studio guys and there's live guys. Yeah. Studio guys don't have to look cool. They just got to be bad motherfuckers on the yeah. instrument, you know? Yeah, or like, um, well, didn't didn't they say? Or you could be like me and do both. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're more knowledgeable on the Kiss stuff, but I think it was a, a song. I really like these songs on that Killers. Oh yeah, where it was like nowhere to run. And, nowhere to run. Oh, yeah. Didn't they? He that was Bob Cooley. He played on those too. I think he played the solos. If I remember correctly, yeah. nowhere to run. He only played the solo. Yeah, but at that point they didn't care about but it. Doesn't so like really, you can just cut loose. Dude, yeah, I could be wrong on that. Yeah. But I feel like what I read was that maybe Paul Stanley played all the guitar parts except for the solo. Yeah. And then Bob played the, the solo on that. 
lead or something. But, dude, that's, like, one of my favorite. Like, I wish that Killers wouldn't have been a compilation album. I wish it would have been, like, a full fucking record. Because yeah. I feel like that was... Those bonus songs on there, the new stuff, was, like, the coolest shit they'd ever done. Yeah. As far as, you know, that era. I mean, because Creatures of the Night was super badass, you know. But the stuff on Killers just could have been, like, if that was a whole record, man, it would have been, like, right up there with that, you know? It would have been that perfect blend of, like, rock but pop. Kind of like Unmasked. Like, Unmasked is, like, kind of their pop record, I think. That's how I always have felt about it. And I think that if Killers was a whole record, it would have been, like, the perfect blend of the rock the hard rock yeah. thing from Creatures and... Yeah, Bridge the Gap. Yeah, you know. It would have been like the perfect blend of those two records. I think it would have been probably their best record, you know, post-classic lineup, you know. Yeah, because there's even some stuff around that time, too, that got scrapped or something. I don't know if you heard that. There's so many Kiss demos out there, but there's one that's right. like, uh, that It's My Life. And I think then they gave it to that Wendy O. Williams or something. But that All song, right. that song is like awesome. And I think there was some version they put out later where they have Ace and uh, a Gene sing. Everybody gets a verse on it. Sounds lame. Oh, it was actually kind of cool. I thought, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm trying to remember, man. I'm drawing a yeah. blank on that one. It's like, it's my life and I'll do what mm. I want to do. I do remember. It's it like, now. why isn't that a radio hit? I don't know how you're. Something. Must have been your awesome singing that oh, just well, you know you. brought it back. Yeah, it did kind of. I don't know, but that would have fit that era so no, well I know what too. You mean, I mean, yeah. God, you got like a sing along song, almost like another rock and roll all night, and you scrap it and give it away. Yeah. I don't know. I just have nowhere to run in my head yeah. now. Once that song's in my head, because that's got like isn't that the one with the little acoustic? Da, na, 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 and then, yeah, it starts off boom. with like a yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if it's acoustic or not. I have to listen to it. I'm hearing it as like just a clean electric. Uh, there's head, I'm a legend tonight. That's a great one too. Uh, the song's the nowhere shit. to run. Down on your knees. Down but on your the knees. Fourth yeah. One? Uh, yeah. See, I'm drawing a blank on that fourth one. Down on your knees. I'm a legend tonight. Nowhere to run. Uh, partners in crime. Partners in crime. Partners yeah. in crime. I think they're all Paul songs. Yeah. Yeah, because it all sounds a lot like the. Yeah. It sounds like shit that. Yeah. It's like straight up Paul. It sounds like his solo record, yeah. basically, which was Bob Kulip, you know, played yeah. all that shit too, which is, you know, my favorite of the solo. Yeah, Brian. Albums. <laughs> I know that if Brian's listening, he's going to be, uh, <laughs> he's always arguing that the Ace record is. Uh, See, I don't, I, don't I like mind the it, Ace, I like the Ace one, um, but I think it's like every song is the same. Yeah. It's good, but the Paul's got a little bit well, more Well, Ace can't variety. really sing that well. You know, he's just kind of... Paul... Well, I guess there's instrumental, so it's not totally the same. Yeah, Partners in Crime. I don't know why I pulled that up. You already, yeah, you already had it, it but... Somewhere. Well, don't pull things out of your butt, Andy. <laughs> Although, oh, yeah. possibly better than if you started sticking things in your butt. <laughs> oh, well... well um, that's another episode. This went, I was going to say, this went from Lady Gaga to Kiss. <laughs> uh, to butts. To anal insertions. <laughs> Folks, we don't know what we're talking about. I don't know how long we are into this episode. I felt like the Lady Gaga stuff wasn't going to... It's weird talking about something like that that I'm not... 
I was excited for it though because it's stuff I had never listened to, so yeah. it was like all new territory for me, basically. Yeah, I mean, like the art pop record and Joanne and the new one, I was. But I think at the same time, if you don't actively hate something, yeah, something, if I'm not have much super about. fucking in love with it or just absolutely hate it and want to just rant about it, yeah, you know, fucking bad news. Well, and I don't have like that much invested in Lady Gaga either, you know. Yeah. So even like with the Butch record, we talked about the Butch Walker album last time. And I obviously had a lot to say, even though I didn't really hate the record, but I didn't love it. But I guess the stuff that I really liked, I did really like. And the stuff that I didn't like, I really disliked. So, I think it's grown on me a little bit more in the two weeks then, yeah. or so since then, too. Like I haven't listened to it since, to be honest oh, okay. with you. I haven't listened to a lot this week. Strangely enough, with my week off, you'd think I would have listened to music more, but... I was just trying to hang out with the kids and trying to work on my own stuff. And so, you know. In fact, I got the Isbell sitting down there on vinyl. I haven't even popped it on yet. What? Got it in the mail and I haven't even thrown that on the turn. I don't know that I fired that turntable up one time in the last week. And that's really rare for me because I usually get up every morning that I'm off, which would normally just be the weekends. And I'd fire it up and put something on, but man, I've been just busy as fuck doing shit. That I guess it's been doesn't... nicer too this week. So I yeah, mean, I've been that's... outside. When I have listened listen to music, it's been with earbuds. But my wife's shaking just... your butt, mowing the lawn. Yeah, you know, if anybody wants to partner up and do a uh, landscaping podcast, I'm down with it. <laughs> you know, I got to figure out a way to make these things profitable though because if i'm gonna sign on for the horror movie podcast and the landscaping podcast on top of this it's gonna take up too much time i'm gonna have to quit my job to start working from home so i don't know yeah you're gonna be the next joe rogan yeah fuck yeah i am (laughs) that's why i buzzed all my hair off i just need to lift a few more weights get a bit buffer smoke start smoking weed too because i don't do that that dude's all about everything so I don't know, man. <laughs> um, coming up, episode 29, I'm going to talk to Kenny Wright of The Great Affairs. And nice. then episode 30, finally going to do it, the Megadeth. The Megadeth episode. So I think that's pretty cool. We're going to do that. 30th episode, man. We've been doing this for a while. I guess, yeah, it's a magic number. So I guess we got to do the, something special. Ka-jung, 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 Megadeth. Yeah, we'll do some Megadeth. Yeah. I'm down with that. I was all ready to do it this time, Yeah. actually. But it's good that we didn't. It's a long time coming. So. Yeah. Okay. But if we're do if we're doing the Megadeth thing, we got to rank them. Rank the. Album. We're gonna rank the albums, and we're gonna do what top ten songs. I can't do top five. There's no way I could sum it up in I five songs. I thought just top ten songs, but. Um, I don't know though. People are gonna want to know. I feel like inquiring minds want to know. Andy's top ten record. I feel like with the albums though, we already know your top. T- I know your top one. It's gonna be yeah. so far so good. So what? Because we've talked about that, and we've talked about the first That's one. True. Kind of. We said the first one was really good. So what? like, I kind of feel like I know. What if we just rank everything? Pre. I'll tell you what. Cryptic writings and before, because there's no way Risk is not at the bottom. Oh okay. Because it's a piece of shit. No. Super Collider's my <laughs> Well, no, I'm just saying out of 
Because I was going to say risk and everything before risk because I feel like that was like... Uh, so so rank the classic albums, the classic right. albums. That's what we'll call them. But then do top 10 songs. Yeah. So uh, And those could span from whatever albums. All right, you heard it, folks. So we're not going to change that. You can hold us to it. <laughs> All right. I just I guess I felt like the songs would have more like meat to it because I feel like it'd be a long ass episode now that you say that the how many albums they have. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It'd be like a fucking three hour got, episode. We already easy. said seven, which goes to cryptic writings. <clears throat> then there was Rest, then there was The World Needs a Hero, The System Has Failed, uh what is it? United Abominations, um, Endgame, Thirteen, Super Collider. And then um, Dystopia. So it's like right. twice as many albums as Black Sabbath had. Damn. Slow down, Dave. Yeah. All right, man. He's been cranking them out. Well, let's sign off on this, and we'll talk more about Megadeth when we come back in two weeks. All right, man. I'm Peace. ready for that one. <laughs>